This episode may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. Welcome to the She Confidential Podcast. My name is Charlene Ketchum, and today I am chatting with the founder of the Black Entrepreneurs Network, Miss Tia Robertson. And we were just talking about the pronunciation of her last name. I'm just, you know, and I mentioned that because this is relevant to our conversation because today we are talking about networking and people and names. Look, y'all. So, <laughs> so first, like, do you have any hacks for people when you don't remember somebody's name? Because I don't know about you, but I remember faces better than names a lot of times. I do too. Yeah, it's I do like too. you'll see somebody and they're like, "Hey, Charlene." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Right. I know, like I know. I know you, but I don't remember your name. <laughs> yeah. So I, what I try to do, and it usually works, but sometimes it doesn't, is I'll try to kind of do that like name association. So not where like people say like someone's name is Shelly and it rhymes with a C or something like that, but I'll just kind of just mentally picture, you know. Charlene and the She Confidential podcast. Like I'll I'll try to just kind of make that connection from the beginning. And that kind of is what helps me at least associate names with what the person does. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always help me with pronunciations because people can tell you at some of my events, you know, people do have interesting names and interesting yeah. spellings and they'll be at least like five times. I'll have to say, how did you remind me how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but one of the things that's really helpful, speaking of networking is, you know, when it's virtual, having, making sure people do put their name in the, in the screen, because a lot of times people, they come in and it says ABC Realty. And I'm like, I will never remember you. I'll, you know, maybe your, your business. Um, And then in person events, you know, that trick that I I did hear a long time ago, so I can't take credit for it, which is really just kind of taking a pen and either on a piece of paper, writing down the person's name to kind of associate right away or on their business card, if they still have one, that always still kind of helps. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know if that was a little bit longer than you wanted me to say, but. No, no, those are all good because that's a common thing. And, and I, and so I admit that sometimes if I don't remember a person's name and it's kind of like a quick thing, I, you know, I may not ask them, um, but I'm a stickler on making sure I pronounce people's names correctly. Even if I have to ask them like several times and we got to practice this, I'm a stickler for that. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it's like this, their name is important. We're yeah, gonna. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy when you meet people and they just do not care how to pronounce your name. And even when you correct them, they still mispronounce it. Yeah. Um, but then that goes along with my other pet peeve, right? When you see someone's name in an email and then when they send it back to you, they mistype it. I'm like, it was spelled correctly in the original email. Like, take the time to, because that says a lot, right? About that person and their character and whether you want to interact with them, at least in my opinion. It does. It's the little things. I mean, that show whether or not you're respecting them as as who they are as a person. And and before I forget, so you mentioned the business cards. Another little trick I use for myself to help me know where I met someone, because when you go to these networking events and conferences, you meet all these people and then you have all these business cards. You're like, I don't know who Craig was. And so what I usually do is I'll write on the back of the card, which hurts me sometimes because some of these cards are so beautiful, but I'll write on the back of the card where I met them if it was in a particular session. 
and what we talked about, or if they had, or something that's notable, like if they had on a really bright outfit or something, or something stood out to me, I'll say, you know, the guy with the cool glasses or something like that meant them in this session. Mm-hmm. Um, because it that does. Also, it makes a difference. Yeah, it'll jog my memory on who they are, but then that's my icebreaker. When I email them later to follow up, I can say, you know, hey, if we talked about this, I might note what we talked about. So I try to note something physically that helps me remember them, some word, where I met them, if it was in a particular session, and if we talked about something. And so those are things I can come back to when I send them that follow-up email to say, hey, it was nice meeting you. We met at this session, talked about this, blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I applaud you for even the follow-up because that's where a lot of times, you know, people fail, but you're exactly right, right? Like make that connection. And like you said, it can be something as simple as like today, you know, your makeup is on point, which it is. <laughs> Say that before, but it looks gorgeous. Thank you. Um, Shout out yeah, to Jasmine yeah. Reese. <laughs> see, I'll see. Well, go ahead, Jasmine. I was going to say, if I was in your time zone, I'd have to give her a call. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just, you know, the color of someone's shirt, their glasses, the things that, you know, they do, it helps jog your memory, but it also helps build that connection, which is really important. So yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, definitely. And so, and we know that Black women entrepreneurs kind of disproportionately, you know, experience challenges when it comes to getting access to funding, representation, lack of mentorship, uh, struggles maintaining life-work harmony, how can networking address those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so simply put, right? Networking is going to introduce you to those people that are going to make those connections, right? Whether they have the resources or access to funding, whether they know someone that can help with the training, you know, networking. And I always kind of tell people it's it's not dead, one, and it's not complicated. It really is just a matter of showing up because when you do that, and I get to know you and I allow you to get to know me, you're, you're building that new like and trust factor. So when I do mention, hey, I'm looking for a grant writer or I'm looking for a speaker to do X, Y, and Z, even if you don't necessarily fit that um, specific bill or thing that I'm looking for, you know someone or you're more inclined to mention my need when you're having a conversation with that next person. And so that's really what networking is, is all about. Now, let me just kind of clarify because a lot a lot of times people just think I'm going to network to get that thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, or to sell my thing. That is really not the purpose. It's really about building relationships because as you mentioned, in our communities, especially women of color, <clears throat> We don't have access to the same information or the same people, but a lot of times, you know, we either have a client um, or a quote unquote nine to five job or Mm -hmm. something um, that gives us access to people in our community, but also allies and people outside of our community, even though sometimes they're not allies, they can still help us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. So sometimes it's just a matter of just kind of changing our thinking that it's not just about us it's about you know connecting with others and when you make those connections that just automatically expands your resources and what you have access to it's what other people do like they they you know I've been in networking events where I've been the only of course person of color and female in the room Mm -hmm. and there's been people that are like painters and zoologists like really odd things that you would be like oh why are they here? Yeah. There's nothing that we could do for them, right? Like I don't, I don't 
you know, why go to the zoo? But, you know, like I don't need a painter. Like, you know, you only need a painter a certain amount of certain situations. But it's because they're in the room with the person that does credit card processing, that knows the banker, that can help them get the funding for their painting business. Like that's really what networking is all about and the benefits of it. That I always kind of tell people, especially women of color, that that's why we have to do it. Yeah. And I appreciate you pulling all those connections together, you know, because sometimes so often we only think about where we are and what we need in that moment. And so that's why I appreciate the value of you illustrating, like, no, think about the connections that you can make that could benefit others in your circle. And you never know, you never know how these different connections might come into play. You never know. And the other thing I always mention to people is you don't know when the connections are coming to play and you don't know when, right? Because sometimes it might be, there's been like a year that's passed and someone's reached out to me and they're like, I got your name from this person because they said you did. Can you help me with X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, so that that's really what, you know, I was kind of tell people to be in it for the long game, right? It's not always about those quick wins. The quick wins are great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. When, like, you know, my, my very first, um, actually networking event while well, I'm in central Florida now, but the very first event I went to in Charlotte, I met someone who said, my client is looking for a virtual assistant. And so that's how I got my very first virtual assistant client from that person at a networking event. Um, But sometimes it's, you know, like you said, a year from now, two years from now, where someone reaches out to you. So yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if I took us off a tangent, but yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's absolutely Um, true. I mean, because so often we, and, and, you know, and I get it because we're doing all the things like we're juggling so much at any given moment. All you can focus on is what you need right now, but it never hurts to build, expand your network because that way they're there if and when you need them or if and when somebody else in your network needs them. Absolutely. Yeah. Because a lot of times we lose momentum. Like, you know, for example, if you need, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, let's say right now you need a social media manager, right? But you don't know a social media manager. Um, You know, a lot of times you kind of, not you personally, but a lot of times when we need something and we don't have access to it, we kind of like, oh, well, maybe now I can't do my social media or, you know, somehow we get discouraged. And so, right, it's really about having those resources or having somebody you can go to to help you find that social media manager so you don't get discouraged and don't go end up down a a rabbit hole and now all of a sudden your business is failing because you're like oh well it all started because I couldn't find a social media manager no now you have people that you can talk to to kind of help and then keep things going if that makes sense absolutely I mean so having so networking is really essential to maximizing your bottom line and your business productivity Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really the the long and the short of it. Like you really summed it up. So I always kind of tell people, a lot of times people have heard of um, BNI. I use them as an example, Business Network International. Yeah. I think I'm using the right acronym. I always use them as an example because they're a global networking organization that a lot of people have heard of. Unfortunately, people in our community, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised someone that's listening to your podcast has not heard of them. hmm I definitely encourage people to attend their events. I mean, they're good events. They're, they definitely, um, 
believe in the power of networking, even if you're not a part of their community. But the reason why I use them as an example is because they started like an organization just like mine. Of course, they're open primarily. Well, they're open to everybody. But of course, their members, of course, are primarily people that are not of color. Um, They grew by word of mouth. But the core of what they do is, of course, building these relationships, but exchanging referrals. Um, and so without going all the way into their, their specifically into their strategy, because there's other organizations that do something similar, but the idea is I am not only going to build relationships with you and allow you to get to know me and my business, but specifically when I know somebody that needs what you do, I'm going to go out of my way to refer them and make the connection because one, I'm helping you build your business and helping you with your bottom line. So you have longevity and you stay in business. And in return, it's a reciprocal relationship. Now I'm in a situation where you're probably going to give me a referral. And when you have a positive relationship with that referral, you're going to give them business. And so let's just keep it real, right? That's how businesses that specifically white businesses, (laughs) that's how they grow. Yes. That's what, like, like Walmart wasn't always Walmart. Sam Walton with his white self in Arkansas, mm-hmm. it grew, people spread the word yeah. and now it's all over. And so when people are like, you need something, go to Walmart. We need to gain that same mentality. So yeah, networking is about building relationships, but it's also about saying, I know somebody that yeah. does what Charlene you know, what, what needs what Charlene does. So yeah. instead of me just saying, Oh, I know somebody, no, I need to be like, let me help Charlene with her business and give yeah. her this lead. Um, but in addition to giving you the leads and giving other people leads and kind of <clears throat> building our, our network of, of referrals exchanges, it's also about qualified leads. And that's something else that our um, community struggles with and kind of, again, talking to that bottom line. So basically what that means is I might see somebody on Facebook kind of going back to social media that says, I need a social media manager, right? And I happen to know a social media manager and I may tag them, but I don't know if that person really has the budget, if they really need a social media manager, or they just kind of heard that, that, trending mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. and they you know and maybe they really need a digital marker you know um <clears throat> it's really about <clears throat> excuse me the networking part of it is about actually finding out what that person needs and then giving them a warm qualified lead to the person that I know so that way I'm respecting the time of the person that I know because again about the do- the bottom line they could be spending their time with other leads <clears throat> I want to make sure I'm giving them someone that's really serious about their time that really has the money and the budget that really isn't just trying to like look for the hookup um, I can go on and on about <laughs> warm leads yeah. but to kind of wrap it up. Yes, it really all is about the bottom line, helping each other stay in business, but helping each other stay in business with people that are serious and not just looky loose. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point that I hadn't even thought about until you said that as a component mm-hmm. of just of networking, because it's important because I cannot tell you how many times I have pe- had people reach out to me and is I'm not the person to help them. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's, so I'm also a licensed attorney and I don't do like individual clients. I used to work in family law. It totally traumatized me. So I don't do family law anymore. Okay. Um, but I will have people refer people to me about family law matters. When I pretty much told everybody I've said mm-hmm. on the podcast, I don't do family law anymore. And since I'm so out of the loop, you know, I have friends that I, or colleagues that I refer people to regularly, but I'll have people refer folks to me for legal services. And that's, that's not what I'm, what I do. And so I'm happy to talk to folks, but it's also not the best use of my time. And I'm often not the best source, you know, for different leads because that's not my practice area anymore. And, Mm -hmm. And so I, I appreciate that you talk about consideration because that's really what it is. It's consideration of the person that you're doing the referral for, because of course it's great to be thought of. It's great to be thought of. However, when you're talking to people that steal your time and time has value, time has value and it's not the best use of time for that person that you're trying to help. Nope. No, at all. Because if they reach out to you and it's not a good fit because you yeah. don't provide that service anymore. Yeah. They're thinking you wasted my time. Yes. You're thinking you wasted my mm-hmm. And not that anyone had that negative, like the intention was right. good. It was a really good intention. However, what it does is it kind of breaks the <clears throat> intention to keep sharing, right? It, it yes. puts a pause in it and everyone's like, why would I ever do this again? But it's a simple fix. It's just really a matter of understanding totally what you do. Do you still do it? Who do you do it for? And making sure that person, you know, understanding what they need and is this really a good fit? Um, And it doesn't mean that they can't necessarily mention to you, hey, I know someone, would you be willing to talk to them? But it's making that step first, you know, making that connection first. Oh, that part. Let's let's say that part though. Don't get, this, this is me and a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Don't give people's contact information out, especially their personal phone numbers or emails without checking with them first. Oh my goodness. Even yeah. professional contact information. I always check unless that person has told me, yes, I'm open for leads. You know, I try to check with people and say, are you receiving clients right now? Especially, you know, my friends who are, who have people who I know who have businesses that are service-based and they have certain capacity levels and just make sure and ask people, you know, I, in general, I don't refer anybody to anyone that I don't have some insights on what type of client they're trying to work with. So I try to ask people about their budgets and I've had some folks get offended when they say, oh, I'm looking for someone to do video production for me. And I'll say, okay, so what's your budget? It's not that I'm trying to get all in your pockets, but this is going to inform who I refer you to. I don't want to waste your time by referring you to somebody that I know is out of your budget. Yeah. I mean, no, you hit the nail right on the head twice just now because (laughs) you're right. I mean, one, I'm totally with you. I don't share. I ask permission before I share anyone's info just because sometimes it's a common courtesy, like you said. But sometimes the reality is there's some people out there that don't understand businesses have hours, people have, oh my goodness. People have boundaries. So they're calling you. And, and then on the Sunday thing, at eight right, o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> right. And they're like, why'd you get this person my number? I'm like, you know, and then the other thing too, is let's keep it real. 
sometimes people ask for other people's contact information and they'll say to you, I need an attorney or I need, you know, X, Y, Z, but their intention really is just to build their marketing list. And so now I got to answer the phone and be like, who gave you my number? And now how do I get you off my phone Mm -hmm. from trying to sell me your thing? Because I know that's what that, you know, not why they gave me, gave you my number to sell me, but Sometimes people do that, but yeah, no, you are eggs. <laughs> You're exactly right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm telling you, I've, I've been through it. I've seen it <laughs> and I've also, so like my connection with you. So our wonderful person in common, Veronica Burnett, she was on the podcast and, and then she actually had tagged me, added me uh-huh. to your Facebook group. And so that was how I got connected with you. And so for a lot of people, yes. And that, and it helps. And I, and and thank you for mentioning like warm introductions, because I, in general, if I can introduce you via an email together, because that makes a huge difference versus saying, okay, this is this person's contact info. Um, Even now for legal services, what I'll do a lot of times is I'll reach out to the attorney and say, hey, this person expect a call from this person. I'm giving them a heads up. So this is their phone number they'll call you from because most most of us are screening calls and things these days. (laughs) Yeah, but like kind of like full circle moment, right? To one of your earlier questions, the reality is in our community, like we don't make connections, right? Like, I don't know if that's just because we're just not aware that Mm -hmm. that's, but like you said, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be some long drawn out email, but just something that says, Hey, you know, so-and-so here is like, I've sent out, you know, emails all the time, you know, um, Susie, I like you to meet Ebony, you know, here's what Ebony does. And it doesn't have to be a full long, you know, it could be a sentence, you know, she's a, you know, family law attorney and, you know, here's what Susie does. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason, this is the part that I think is really important though. Here's why I think you all should know each other, right? Whether it's Susie is looking for Ebony's, your services or someone that does services like you, or sometimes people aren't looking for services. I just think they would make good you know, you should know each other. Or, right. Exactly. I, you know, I was talking, I met Ebony and I just felt like you all should, you know, had a lot in common or, you know, that is, and it's as simple as that. And just say, yes. is it okay? You know, both of your email addresses are in mm-hmm. this, you know, in the, the two line. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to share information, could you all just reach out to each other? Like, it's just so mm-hmm. simple, but I think a lot of times in our community, people just, we, we don't, know to do it or we don't do it and so that's one of the other Mm -hmm. things that I really stress is like it doesn't have to be complicated um but making those connections are it's just important yeah absolutely those introductions yeah yeah (laughs) and thank you for giving the examples because a lot of it you don't know what you don't know and you know for me I didn't grow up in a family of of people who had office jobs and did like business networking and stuff like that, you know, we, we got a hookup. If somebody knew about somebody who was hiring to do, you know, a, a domestic work or do some work on the car or something like you, you gave me, you hooked me up like that. And so yes. it wasn't this formalized way of doing things. And so yes. I had to learn that. 
when I first yeah. had my first job and, and working in corporate America. And then in college, like the career center would have networking events and things like that to teach you about some of the etiquette and, and ways to do things. And just culturally, we as Black folks, we tend to be a lot more casual, you know, <laughs> and I love my people. And and that's a good, it can be a good thing, but you also have to learn that there is another another way to do things, especially when you're trying to handle business. And that doesn't mean you're not keeping it real. It doesn't mean that you're being bougie. It's really about consideration and presentation, presenting yourself in the best way. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. A lot of times we don't know. And that's one of the things that I had to kind of check myself on is that, um, you know, in our community, in our events, a lot of times people will say, well, what do I say? And in my head, when I kind of give those examples, they just kind of flow and they make sense. But like you said, it might be from my experience, you know, in a corporate America or with my job or things like that. Everyone doesn't have that same experience. So a lot of times people are like, well, what do I say? And I'm like, just say hello, or just, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, say what you do or better Mm -hmm. yet, ask them something about themselves and then say what you do. But it really is a matter of that education piece of it. Yeah. Because you're right. A lot of times, you know, we don't know and we're afraid to ask. So yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and we know that there are some unique challenges that black women might experience when networking, You know, there is a reality of lack of representation at networking events. I'm sure, you know, you have been at events. I know I've been at many where I was the only black woman or I was the only woman. And, you know, it can be kind of really difficult for us to penetrate that good old boys club and and all those different things. So, you know, how what are your suggestions for for black women in particular for navigating situations like that? Great question. Um, honestly, show up. And one step before show up is just put yourself out there. Like, so sometimes, <clears throat> okay, I don't want to make it sound too complicated, right? Because it really is simple. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying, making the decision, I need to meet like-minded people. I need to go to events, right? Like it doesn't have to be like, I know a lot of times people have smart goals and all these different things that we want to get accomplished, (laughs) right? But before you even get there, just say, you know what? I want to do something for my business. I want to expand my network. I want to meet some people that can help me. I want to find new clients, right? Just make whatever that decision is and show up. So a lot of times Mm -hmm. the reason why Hopefully that in my head that let me make sure I grammatically corrected that. <laughs> it, it sounded right to me. Okay. Thank you. A lot of times in my head, I'm like, wait, is that grammatically correct? Okay. So a lot of times <laughs> we are the only person in the room. Okay. Hopefully that sentence makes more sense. Um, because we kind of going back to what you said earlier, we don't know that there's events out there. We don't know there's organizations out there, right? So <clears throat> But we, we wake up and we're like, I want to start this business. I want my business to grow. I want to offer the service, whatever it is. The same way that you make that choice, then you have to say, hey, there's got to be something out there that can help me with my business. And that's the piece. And that's why I say it's super simple, right? But I don't want to oversimplify it. That's the piece that a lot of times women are missing. And that's why we don't show up in those spaces. So for example, um, Uh, most of us go through our lives, go to school, get a job, 
someone told you to go get a job. So you follow those next steps, right? The application, the, you know, whatever. No one, a lot of times tells us to start a business. Fortunately, I was, Mm. I grew up with someone that said, if you want to actually really grow well, you need to start a business. You'll never be rich working for someone else. But I realize Mm. a lot of people don't have that. But what they didn't say is, how to start that business, what you do. So I just tend to be a little bit more analytical. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I started my business, I was like, okay, why am I recreating the wheel? There has to be something out there. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't know what that something was, I, and this was kind of dating myself um before google um <laughs> or before maybe i don't know if it was totally before google there might have been like a, a earlier version of google i remember the um, world before the internet before yeah, google exactly <laughs> um i grew up with you know for my mom was a teacher so i grew up with someone that kind of when i always said like how do you spell dictionary it was like well go look it up right like that's yes. how i grew up, right <laughs> so i realized a lot of people don't they, that's not how they grew up but what basically I kind of say is that when I started my business, um, the, the very first one, I was like, okay, I don't know everything. No one knows everything, but someone absolutely knows something. Yeah. So let me Google, let me find out what other people know that can help me, I guess, at that, to kind of give you the, the shorter version. I feel like that this example is going a little bit longer, but anyway, so good. what I did was, um, <clears throat> I said, okay, so let me Google event business events. Let me, um, I, I don't even remember how I initially heard of meetup, but I think I might've just said like, I might have Googled or asked someone, how do I find events? And at the time I was in Baltimore. How do I find events in Baltimore, right? Um, Where do people get, like you said, things like funding, right? I might have even asked at the bank when I opened a bank account, which again, some people don't do, but we're not going to go there right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I might have even talked to, I didn't have a business mentor um, at the time. I, I did, I was one of those people that went through the nine to five, right? <clears throat> Unfortunately, at one of my jobs, I did have someone that I could talk to. Um, he didn't, I don't think he owned a business, but I knew he was further ahead in his career that I could go to him and say like, what do people do to find out about entrepreneurship? Um, I happened, and this is probably, um, led him, he encouraged me. I did have a job that, that paid for education. So he was one of those people that encouraged me to go to, to school. And then actually at school, I took some business classes. So all that to say, all my <laughs> kind of all over. My point is that the same way we make the decision to start a business and to run a business, we have to make a decision to get information. Yeah, It's not okay for us to sit on our laurels and say, I'm black. I don't have access to anything. Nope. You got a library that's free go to the library, even if you don't have a mentor, even if you don't know anyone that's never run a business, all your family or drug dealers, even though that's a business, but we're not gonna go there. Um, um, you know, you're like, I don't know anybody go to your library, go. If you, if you work or you go to school, find somebody where you work and go to school and ask them, where can I start learning about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And so all that to say is that I never knew anyone that went to networking events. Um, 
it was through my research that that's how I found out about networking events and started going to them. And then, like you said, my full circle moment, how I kind of started this is that I was, and even now, if you go to a lot of events, I was the only black person there, the only woman there. But I think the difference was, and even in the conversations I have with people now, the difference is I said, let me go out and figure out how I can get help. A lot of times people sit back and wait for someone to help them. And that's why they're not showing up in those rooms. Okay. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But that's what I was trying to say is why there aren't a lot of us there because a lot of times we just, we don't, I mean, and, and personally, I mean, this all of course is personally in my opinion, but I, my organization does several networking events every month. They're all virtual. So there's no reason why people can't show up, right? Like I get people do in-person events and I've done some, but I do virtual events and people still don't show up. And a lot of times the thing that really gets my goat is because I make a point to share, hey, I have events. Other organizations have events. You just have to, like, some people can't even use that, I don't know, as an excuse anymore. You just actually have to show up. You have to, like, I can't run your business for you. I can't make you show up to events. And it's the same type of thing. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's not, it's, and you know, and I think a lot of it, and from my experience, a lot of my discomfort will come from unfamiliarity you know, not being aware. And so how I usually try to prepare for events, even if it's just a meeting with someone, I am, that's where Google is your friend. So when you're going to a lot of these events, especially conferences, you can see the registration list, go on there, look up these people's names, look at their titles, look at their bios. And I have a strategy and a plan. So I will Google some people and I try to always identify three people three people that I must make contact with. Those are the people that I study the most. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that I think will be of most benefit to me. And of those three people, I try to also find one that I will be of benefit to, that I think that I'll be able to add a lot of value to. So research, check those registration lists, see who's going to be there. Identify a few people that you must make contact with. If three is overwhelming for you, pick just one you know, make a plan. And so at least if you kind of know the lay of the land that you're walking into, you can prep some icebreaker questions. You kind of know what you want to highlight about yourself because I have a very diverse professional background. Some people may be most interested in hearing about my career in medical publishing. Others might be more interested in hearing about my career as an attorney. Others might be more interested in hearing about me being a a a podcaster and content strategist. So the more I know about some of the individuals who will be at an event, I can prepare those icebreaker questions and make myself memorable because my goal for going to networking events is not just for me to make other connections, it's for me to be memorable too. I want folks to be like, hey, I met Charlene Ketchum and she is, she has this value. I think she would be a been, you need to know her because of this. And so in order for me to be able to do that, leave that impression, I got to prepare for it in advance. And that helps you feel so much better because you will walk into that space, even as the only black woman, even if you're the only woman, even as someone who came from a family where we didn't have to own any businesses very impoverished, was not accustomed to these type of events at all, but I can walk up in there with complete confidence because I prepared. So you've got to prepare. 
Yeah. And I tell people <clears throat> exactly what you, what you said, right? Be prepared, have a goal, mm-hmm. if not more than one goal. Yes. But I always kind of throw a little bit of a loophole in, in our events, right? So kind of how you mentioned that a lot of events you can see, you know, who the speaker is or who the attendees are, which is great. So in those cases, you absolutely should do your research, should Google, look at their websites, go to their social media, whatever the case may be and have a plan. But I always kind of tell people, suppose you're going into the event totally blind. Right. Because like you're like me, you don't either share (laughs) who's going to come or even if you see the registration list, half those people don't show up. Right. So suppose I plan to meet, you know, John and John doesn't show. Mm -hmm. So but don't fall back on just the talk about yourself thing. Like you said, still have a strategy or a way to break the ice because a lot of times people say that's why I don't go to networking events because I don't know what to say or I'm more of like a you know a, a wall um you know person that sits on the wall I get it there's different personalities there are going to be people and I was trying to tell people when you go to events there's going to be someone that comes to you right mm-hmm. so yeah you don't have to worry about yeah who am I going to talk to now in that case you have to worry about how do I not get stuck talking to this person the whole time? Because that's the person that tends to. That, I'm telling you, that's the challenge I have more often because I might really hit it off with somebody. So we're really vibing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I spent like this entire session like talking to this one person. Um, mm-hmm. Or they're really vibing with me and I can't get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, I mean, and it's like a good, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Like you want to make those connections that is the person, like you said, that'll be top of your mind. You'll remember, you mm-hmm. know, you'll remember that person because they they kind of quoted you and monopolize the time. But you still need a strategy for getting out of that situation as well, right? And not yeah. in a way that's like, you know, oh, I gotta like some way that's rude, right? Like, you know, even yeah. if it's something like, oh, I have to walk away for a second to use the restroom, you know, mm-hmm. when I come back, I'm gonna meet some other people, you know, um, you still have to have a strategy. So you're exactly yeah. right. Like kind of have in and, and don't I tell people you don't have to be so overwhelmed, just kind of go with the flow, but have the focus on one, what do you want to accomplish, right? Whether like you said, mm-hmm. I want to meet a mentor, I want to meet mm-hmm. somebody that's going to help pay my house or whatever. Um, but be prepared just, just to talk to people. And even if it's something like, <clears throat> Hey, I like the color of your shirt. Where'd you get it from? Yeah. Um, you know, just be prepared to be outside of yourself, but you don't have to be like that social butterfly, but do you absolutely have a goal and not just having a goal for that event, have it in your head already that I need to follow up. Even if it's somebody that I don't feel like I have a super big connection with, you still want to follow up with the people that you talk to. If it's a simple, you know, connection on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or shoot them a, you know, a really quick email. Those are things. So, yeah. So you're exactly right. though. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and so here are three questions that you can generally ask at any networking event. Three questions. One, what brought you here? Absolutely. What brought you here? <laughs> Two, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to this year? And you can even tell them like, hey, like personally or professionally, like, you know, and you can like for right now, I ask people that a lot because the world is sort of like reopening now because of COVID. So it's like, oh, we're able to go and do things. So what are you looking forward to now? And the last one is if you weren't doing your current job, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, what would you be doing? 
Because a lot yeah. of times when we're at networking events, people want to go like right to the, so what is your company's goals and objectives? I'm telling you, oh, I don't be feeling like talking about that stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but those questions that you said are, they're personable, you they're, know. Yes. Yeah. And they will tell you so much about the person. They'll tell you things about the person. Not so much. So often we get caught up on what people do, what their titles are. Those kind of questions invite that person to tell you who they are as a human, what they care about, you know, Absolutely. all those different things. And then that opens the door to continue a conversation that may be more pleasant. And so you get to continue talking and it'll make you memorable because people, you'll make them feel like you care about me. And people yes. remember and like people who actually want to know about them. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, all the things you said, the other thing it was those questions, it'll kind of give you an idea of people that you don't have anything in common with, or you kind of butt heads with, because if someone says, oh, I'm looking forward to, you know, to going back home and never coming out again, yeah. or I just did this, you know, or I'm looking I'm looking forward just to telling you about my business. Like I came here just to tell you about my business and go home. You know, because sometimes people are, it, it will, it'll tell you, you'll, you'll be able to kind of get a sense of like, oh, I want to continue talking to this person in the future, or I never want to talk to this person again in the future. So yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> yes. So we know a lot of women struggle with not highlighting their achievements. And, you know, sometimes people will ask you, you know, so what, you know, ask you about your accomplishments and successes at networking events. So do you have any tips um, for people who don't want to seem like they're bragging? How do people highlight their successes without feeling or appearing arrogant? So that's a great question. And actually, I'm guilty of that myself. I, like I said, I have networking events and people literally will send me private messages in the chat that says, Tia, don't forget to mention you do blah, blah, blah. Or do, I, so I am, so. Okay, let's practice that. Helps so yeah, we're we going to jump ahead. So we're going to practice that. I'm putting you on the spot. So no, you tell good. us, right. So what, what do you do with the Black Entrepreneurs Network? Yeah, excellent question. So I am the people connector. And what that means is that I take entrepreneurs of color and help bring them into a friendly environment, a social environment where they not only get to tell people about what they do, the benefits of their product and services, but they get to make connections with new people that could potentially become their client, a partner, a best friend. And so I want everyone to feel comfortable and and understand that there is value in business networking. It's not dead. (laughs) It can help build your business, extend the life of your business and more. Um, We also have a community where we help people get education through our professional development speakers. We help promote their businesses and more. So I always invite everyone to come out to our networking events and definitely consider joining our networking community, uh, whether even if it's just on Facebook. So that's (laughs) what I do. Um, Great example. Thank you. Yeah, a perfect, a perfect example. But a lot of times people, <clears throat> when I like kind of going back to your, your first question of, um, it, it's a fine line, right? Because you want to toot your horn and tell people what you do, but you don't want to come off as like braggadocious or take over the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So the way I always tell people to do and the way I kind of coach people at our events, even though, like I said, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm horrible with this, with myself, but what I always do and encourage people to do at our events is to say, hey, 
you know, Charlene, like you said, nice. It's nice to meet you. Is this your, just your first time attending, you know, a TBN networking event? Um, what can I do to help you with your business today? Right. And so what I'm doing is I'm making a connection. I'm getting you to talk about yourself. So getting you to come out of your shell and hopefully you mentioned something that either I can do in my business. And that opens the door to say, Oh, you're looking for a public speaker. I know a ton of public speakers. Let me introduce you to someone. But if that doesn't work, cause sometimes it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> then you might say something that's like, Oh, well, I can't personally introduce you to a public speaker, but I know someone that does. So it still kind of brings around, you know, the benefits. So I always teach people that the way to share what you do is to, you know, try to get the other person talking about something, see what they need, Mm -hmm. and then go in and say, oh, well, good job interview, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's really what we were taught to do in job interviews, you know, talk about the situation Mm -hmm. and then talk about what you can do to kind of help. Um, So, yeah, so that's what I I always encourage people to do to kind of to share their accomplishments. Yeah, because people are looking for solutions. They're looking for solutions. Help them connect the dots. Like you said, when you mentioned interviews, I was like, oh, that is kind of like interviews Mm -hmm. because in the interview, yes, they've got your application. They've got your resume. They'll call your references. But in that interview, that's the opportunity for you to help them connect the dots and be very specific in how this is how I add value. This is how I am. This is why I am your solution. And so reframing that instead of thinking I'm bragging, I'm being arrogant. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm connecting the dots for them. I'm helping them by telling them how I can be a solution. Exactly. You need to know me, (laughs) you know, and like you said, you know, we're in school, we're taught how to get a job, you know, even after like, right. People, baby boomers, people take breaks, retirees, Mm -hmm. like we always teach people how to go back into the workforce, but we don't teach people how to build these connections. And a lot of times it's the same information. It's just kind of reframing it. Yeah. So do you have any tips for people to find the perfect networking event or the right networking events for them? Yep. Mark their calendar and come to TV and events now. <laughs> um, okay. But that's, no, that, that is that's the answer. One. But no, but that is a really good question because a lot of times, and I know this has happened to me, and I'm sure it's probably happened to you and a lot of your listeners, right? Sometimes you see an event and you're gung-ho. You're like, I'm going to go to this event. It seems like fun. Whether you see a flyer or a meetup or whatever. And then you get there and like, it's either someone's seminar. So it really isn't networking or it's someone's whiskey tasting, um, which I'm like, This is great, but that is not what I can. So yeah, so you really do need to figure out. So I always kind of tell people, don't just take the advertising at at its worth, right? If you're looking for a more social networking event Mm -hmm. and you don't really care, then that's fine. If you're looking for someone's seminar, then that's fine. But if you're actually looking for, you know, well, again, kind of going back, what is it that you're looking for, right? What type of networking? Sometimes people just want to go to an event where they just kind of blend in and they don't really have to talk. There's not a lot of time for people to to converse with one another. Um, So if you're looking for those type of events, I would say just, you know, look and see what's out there and go to different events. Um, But still do your research, look and see who's putting together the organization. I mean, putting, organizing the event. But if you're looking specifically for, I want to go to a networking event where I have a chance really to talk to people, where I have a chance to, you know, converse with more than just the person right next to me, um, where it's not whiskey tasting and smoking or, you know, (laughs) um, you can tell that one's kind of personal to me. Um, Then I encourage you to definitely look up 
um, information on the organizer, but even email. A lot of times the organizer has their phone number or their email. Just email them and say, you know, can you tell me what about the duration? You know, how long is this event going to last? What type of um, attendees are you expecting? Um, You know, how often do you have events? Like that, those type of questions. You know, if people have an event like once a month or once a quarter, that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, whether they're going to be a bigger event or a more a small intimate event, right? Because events that happen more regularly tend to usually be smaller. They may have, you know, regular attendees. Um, look and see if the, if the flyer or the event information mentions vendors. Like usually it doesn't mean you can't network, but usually that'll give you an idea of it may be more shopping. Um, I've gone to networking events that full on, once I actually pulled people in a conversation or they pulled me into a conversation, it was more networking, but the rest of it was really people kind of milling around and shopping. So to kind of summarize your answer, really, again, just read, you know, read what's publicized about the event. And if you have questions, just reach out to the organizer and just ask them for more information. There is nothing wrong with doing that. They actually will appreciate, I I appreciate the people that reach out to me and ask me questions um, because it means that they're really sincere about getting something out of the event. Yeah. And you're creating a connection before the event. Absolutely. Yes. Because I have people, they'll come to my event and I see a ton of names and I'm like, Oh, I remember you, you emailed me for the zoom link. I mean, it might just Mm -hmm. be as simple as that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that suggestion. I haven't done that. So that's a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Please. And and here's the other reason why conversely I've seen horrible and I hate to judge people's advertising because we all have different levels of creativity and budgets, but I've seen some really vague event um flyers Mm -hmm. where it wouldn't make me want to go but when i reached out to the Mm -hmm. um advertiser or the advertiser the organizer to ask a question their personality brought me in or they're like i just didn't know how to make a flyer." you know it's so so don't judge those things by his cover either yes yeah and that's why the in-person whether it's virtual or actual in-person events are so important because they really can help you promote and sell yourself in a way that you'd never be able to do. I don't care how awesome your social media posts or how awesome your newsletters or advertisements are. Those are not replacements for actual human interaction. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And if you look at, um, just like what, like a lot of the influencers or celebrities or things like, I mean, just kind of think about them as an example. They didn't grow by just, you know, popping up. They, they, they did events, they socialized with other promoters or other, like, you know, no one just woke up and was like, yep, I'm just going to be on, well, I may be Justin Bieber. I mean, from TikTok or YouTube or whatever, you know, but even then it's still the power of networking because even if you have the most amazing TikTok, it takes me to share it and that person to share it to make it viral for people to to find out about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to keep creating. So, right. I mean, even in those examples, people have to keep creating content they have to keep doing events to to no one just says oh this is my thing and now I'm I'm insta famous it just really doesn't work that way not one time I think is is it seven times that you have to be be exposed before you really understand like the value and create a connection so that's what they say and that's seven meaningful contacts yep exactly (laughs) yeah exactly 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what the research says, y'all. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, can you tell people about how they can can join the Black Entrepreneurs Network? Share your yeah. website and social media and all of those links, y'all, will be in the description box for the podcast app and on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, So again, um, I'm the founder of the Black Entrepreneurs Network. Our website is www.theblackentrepreneursnetwork.com. We are a community for um, entrepreneurs, existing or prospective um, people of color. So even if you're not Black, if you're a person of color, we definitely want you to come out and join our community. Full disclosure, because we are such an inviting and educational community, sometimes we do have some events with people who have not of color, some allies, you know, because I'm I'm fully for learning, right? I want mm-hmm. our community to grow. And if there's somebody we can learn from that, you know, even if they're not a part of our community, they can definitely visit. So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> um, we're on Facebook, the Black Entrepreneurs Network.com is our business page. And we also have an amazing group, which I encourage everyone to join. It is not a promo group. It drives me crazy that there are groups on Facebook with tens of thousands of people. And when you log in, there's no engagement. And that's because all the posts are commercials. This is the group, the only group, and I know I sound like I'm tooting my horn, but I promise join me and you'll see where people, you as a member can ask a question. If you want to do market research Mm -hmm. or you're not sure what program to use for your accounting, create Mm -hmm. a post and just say, hey, what do you all use for your accounting? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to design this shirt. Do you like it better in blue or in red? Because I want to promote engaging one another. When people engage with one another, when they answer trivia questions. You're like, oh my God, how'd you know that? I didn't know that. You're building a relationship and that prompts people to want to know more about you. So you don't have to promo yourself all the time. So anyway, so our group on Facebook, of course, is facebook.com backslash groups, backslash the Black Entrepreneurs Network. We're also on Instagram. That one's marketing is off a little bit. So it's the underscore Black Entrepreneurs Network. But definitely go to our website on the events page. Um, our, our, we have an Eventbrite page and a meetup page as well to learn about our events. We have events on the first and third Wednesday of every month at 7 a.m. Eastern and the first and third Thursday of every month on 7 p.m. Eastern. We also have a lot of special events as well. So definitely check us out, come to our events, and I encourage you to join our community. There's so many benefits of our community, including helping to promote your business. So definitely reach out to me and anybody can always email me at Tia, T-I-Y-A at the Black Entrepreneurs Network.com. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm in your Facebook community. And yeah. you're, when I say like, seriously, you are a model of, of engagement. Thank and you. it's not all because I see, I tell folks all the time, you keep selling to folks, people going to put you on, on do not appear because I don't need to see a promo every t- and And again, do what works yeah. for your business. If it's working for your business, keep on rocking it. Um, mm-hmm. For me anyway, I I am more because I see sales things all the time and I'm looking for ways to just engage more with people. And Mm -hmm. so when I see your post, you know, and I'm not on social media, just swiping and scanning through as much um, Mm -hmm. because I try to limit my time on social media these days. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on there, I see your post and there are a lot of times I'm like, oh, okay, this is a trivia question. I didn't know. So I will go and look 
for your page because the algorithm can be weird sometimes. And if you don't engage, you don't see. And so I realized for a minute, I wasn't seeing the Black Entrepreneurs Network come up in my feed. And so I went and looked because even if I'm not posting and commenting on the trivia and some of the posts, I'm seeing it. And so I'm looking for it. So it's part of what I expect to see on there because it is engaging and it's pleasant and it's not salesy all the time. Um, Thank you. So you, you do that very well. So y'all even to just learn examples of that and be part of a big network of other people who are trying to, who are like-minded people. It's a great resource for that. So thank you you for creating that resource for everyone. And you're doing fabulously with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, I might not be personality for everybody and that's fine, but there's somebody in there that you can, you know, connect with on so many levels. And people have done that. People come to our events and they've never, you know, connected with me, but they've connected with members and now they have partnerships and shows and different things. So absolutely. That's what I'm in this for. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This is such an important conversation. I appreciate you having me and giving me this time. You're very welcome. So everybody, all those links to uh, access the Black Entrepreneurs Networks will be in the description box. And so thank you so much. I'm Charlene Ketchum and this is She Confidential Podcast. Until next time.